0: Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. I know, I know, I know. Last week I didn't record. It's just full full disclosure, my husband's work schedule changed. So now he works Monday through Friday, just like me. And so it's quite challenging to be able to isolate myself for you know, a certain amount of time and also drink and talk shit and get rowdy. But here I am doing it for you. Fall is in full swing and I am getting into all things autumnal minus the PSL look. Am I a fan of pumpkin spice? No. That's just like my taste. Just honestly tasting it, how it nah. I don't like it. I don't. But the way it's been blown out of proportion, like I hate when people try to make regular shit a thing. Like, and not everything is meant to be a thing. Like, Thursday Eve, it's not meant to be a fucking thing. It's not. The fact that now it's not even Halloween and they have Christmas shit out. Like, why is it a thing? And as soon as, like, right before the autumn solstice, motherfuckers are lining up for for pumpkin spice latte. And it's like, it's not even that fucking good. Like... I had a maple latte from the coffee bean that is way more fucking baller with an extra shot of espresso. So it's not a thing. And also I'm just not going to fall into the bullshit. So I won't, sorry, (laughs) Um, but I will unpack the most, the, excuse me, I will unpack the must haves of your fall cocktails. And once again, we will be discussing the also oh, problematic Kanye and his descent into not only madness because I think we've seen him fall into madness already but more so toxic masculinity. So yeesh. yeah, we're gonna do that this, this uh this episode. Now as far as what I'm drinking normally I don't get into the sweet cocktails uh but since me playing with Krupnik now I'm not gonna get too much into the Krupnik because I dedicated like Two days and two different posts on the cocktails and culture underscore page on Instagram. So get into that, and I'll I explain everything that is what fucking Crumpnick is. I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and keep the sugary train going, as if I don't have to lose weight and get my shit together. But here I am, belly full of pasta and drinking this amazing fall cocktail. Now, what I'm drinking right now is called an apple and blackberry pie. So, just break it down. Super simple how to make it. You take seven blackberries, muddle them in a shaker. You add two ounces of One vodka. Look, I know that vodka doesn't scream leaves falling to the ground and foliage and pumpkin patches and apple picking. But you can kind of manipulate almost any cocktail, excuse me, you can almost manipulate almost any spirit to be what type of cocktail you want it to be. You know, you think that whiskey and bourbon can't be a summer cocktail, but as you've seen on the page at cocktailsandculture underscore on Instagram, I've made summery cocktails with whiskey, with bourbon, with cognac and vice versa and vodka and gin specifically are one of those magical two spirits that you can turn into anything you want it to be and you and if you haven't seen it now you will continue to see it on the page it's it's a common thing you can make gin whatever you want it to be and you can make vodka whatever you want it to be so seven fresh blackberries muddle them in a shaker add two ounces of vodka my favorite is always going to be tito's unless some Awesome vendor wants to sponsor me for a different vodka. Tio's is going to be the one. And then one ounce of apple juice. Add them, shake them, strain it into a martini. Most important, strain it. Don't just pour it because if you pour, you're going to have all the blackberry seeds and shit. Strain it into a martini glass. Then what you do is you get a regular spoon and pour about a half an ounce, an ounce if you're feeling jiggy, of half and half and my stomach full disclosure again my stomach is going to be kind of fucked because i'm not a big dairy person like aside from cheese oh never mind i hate that when some you don't know you hate when someone says oh whoa, well, i don't really eat this but then you see them gobbling it up two days later like me i'm like oh you know i'm not a really big dairy person but i have like 13 pounds of different cheeses in my refrigerator so whatever i'm not a I don't really do liquid dairy, if that makes sense. I don't really have whole milk or cream. I don't drink cream or my coffee, any of that shit, so. But uh, ounce and a half ounce of half and half or single cream and pour it over the back of a spoon. So float it slowly into the cocktail and then you just garnish with ground cinnamon. And that ground cinnamon, when you drink it, it gives it like a crust. Like it tastes like an actual blackberry pie. If someone ever asks how many blackberries do you need to not taste vodka, I guess the magic number is seven. Because that's all I taste is blackberries and cinnamon. And this is a great fall cocktail. It's a great dessert fall cocktail. You have a party, have people over, you want to make something a little bit more sweeter for the bunch. This is the one. I am... Your, Your girl is full. I'll say that. <laughs> but um I know that it doesn't sound like fall or like I I, or I know I can be cynical for a lot of things, but honestly, fall is probably my favorite fucking season. Like honestly, like summer is just eh, summer and then the holidays, winter, I just get more aggressive and and, and spring's like yeah, whatever taxes. But Fall is fun to me. I like it. I have gourds in my house. And I know I say, why well, I hate when people make a thing into a thing, but like, you know, shit, break out that orange tablecloth, get that autumn is here pillow. Like I enjoy fall. I do. And I also, for cocktail reasons, enjoy it more because you get to play with it. You really get to have a good time. And the biggest difference between fall and summer cocktails is that summer cocktails entail a lot of fresh fruit and with fruit if you don't use it you lose it and that's money down the drain if it's wasted but as far as fall the must-haves a lot of things you can just keep in your cabinet for months and it's not going to be a big deal it's not i'm sorry you know i mean fucking fall i mean this is the time of year where we all od on pear and apple and cinnamon and gourds so i definitely. You know, not just want to bash fall or make people feel stupid for loving fall. But I also wanted to get into these things that you have to have for your at home bar because it goes hand in hand. And once again, just to put it out there, if you're looking for PSL pump or anything pumpkin spice at all, you can stop listening right now because we're not going to do it. Matter of fact, I'm making it my personal goal to not make one fucking pumpkin related cocktail this entire season. Just because y'all hoes love pumpkin spice all the time. Just, oh, it's pumpkin, no, I can what, can't wait, pumpkin spice season, hashtag PSL. Fuck that. We can do better, and we will. Now, as I said on the um, Instagram page, these fall cocktails will literally have you in the kitchen as if you you were you're a chef. Like, like, you're a full-time, whole-ass Like, chef, you think, okay, I'm going to make me a drink, and then you hear the rustling and rummaging through cabinets, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with expanding your palate, using different ingredients, and experimenting. It's actually one of the fun things about not just cooking, but making craft cocktails, and that's one of the things that I loved about it, is to not just take a regular liquor, but turn it into something fun. So, There are things like must-haves that you have to go buy now. Like, literally, they're in season. They're not that expensive. So, let's get to it. First things first. As far as the spirits, bourbon. You gotta have bourbon. That's it. Not whiskey, but regular, good old-fashioned bourbon. Uh, Four Roses is good. Or Bullet. I don't know. Like, that's literally, like, I'm not a big bourbon, you know, ooh, I know a good bottle of bourbon. Like I know my I know what Pappy Van Winkle is and four roses and bullet. That's my go-to. That's what I, that's what I like. I like I like what tastes good to me. And I like what's versatile. You know, can I drink it straight? Or if I want to make a specific cocktail, will it be good? Because not all liquors, specifically bourbon, taste good with anything else. Some are just meant They're just meant to be drank straight. So, if you don't have it, get yourself, figure out what you like. You know, get those little uh, airplane mini bottles and see what's good for you. But honestly, Bullet does the fucking trick. It does. Now, when you go to the grocery store and you go, oh, I'm going to, you know, Tina from Cocktails and Coaches said get a bottle of Bullet and you see different variations there's bullet bourbon there's bullet rye whiskey there's bullet bourbon 10 year old uh bullet barrel strength there's all kinds of shit just get the regular orange label bullet bourbon boom regular kentucky straight that's all you need to do that's your go-to if if you're not big on bourbon or or if you're not familiar with it let that be your go-to and honestly it's going to be the one that's the most economical I mean we're talking about no more than 30 bucks for a bottle now also if you want to spend maybe five or ten dollars more I like four roses four roses another Kentucky bourbon um 35 bucks if you want to get the single barrel runs about 40 bucks so bullet or four roses boom that's it that's what we need to do So as as far as the liquor, bourbon, of course I'm going to say you need some fucking cognac. You need cognac. You need it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I think, you know what? I think it's because I'm drinking vodka, but I'm fucking getting kind of turned. And I've been drinking since like 9 a.m. today too. So don't judge me. Not like liquor. I mean, I had beer for breakfast like I normally do. And wine with my lunch. And now I'm drinking a martini. Whatever. Yellow. Gotta have cognac. You got to. I'm not even going to get into it because if you don't know how much and why I like cognac by now, it's like you must be new here. Go on the page. Get a bottle of fucking Hennessy ASAP. Just get it. But as much as I love cognac, Whiskey and bourbon are really just the the more go-to's because, like I stated stated before, bullet bourbon is more economical and you can dress that shit up and I can drink that shit by the boatloads as well. So you definitely get these two out of the way. Now, the extras. You're going to need apple cider and apple juice. There's a difference between the two. Yeah, there is. I'm sorry. Now if you're wondering what's the difference between apple juice and apple cider um not just how what's the difference but how can you tell the difference if you're in the store the kids is crying you just got off work you want to get home real quick you want to make this fucking cocktail you gotta get this shit real quick on the fly how i found out was from The Simpsons. And I don't know if any of you know now. By looking at the Instagram page or my personality. I'm a huge fucking nerd. Not like the biggest fucking nerd. But I'm pretty fucking nerdy. And one of my. I don't know what's the proper term. Because like people who like Star Trek are called Trekkies. So I'm like into specific universes. Like I'm really into DC. Marvel too. But more so DC and some anime, but the, my jam is The Simpsons. And how I learned the difference between juice and cider was because good old Ned Flanders told me so. I didn't make little green apples. It's Homer Simpson. How long have you been here? Twenty of the suckiest minutes of my life. Oh, ho, ho, sucking down the cider. Huh? Hey, word to the wise. Season pass. Pays for itself after the sixteenth visit. You know, most people don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but I do. Now, here's a little trick to help you remember: if it's clear and yellow, you've got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Now, there you go. Tangy brown, <laughs> you're in cider town. And <laughs> clear and yellow. You got juice there, fella. Does this sound ridiculous? Absolutely. But the fun part about all this shit is you're never not going to think about this from now on the rest of your life. You're welcome. Now I'm with you forever. It's going to be 20 fucking years from now. And you're going to have your fucking kids ask you, what's the difference between apple juice and apple cider? And you're going to think about my random ass, drunken rant, nerd-fueled podcast and go, oh shit, Bertina was right. So there you go. They have different tastes, obviously, different consistencies, and they're used for specific things. Like when I have my Hennessy and apple juice, I'm never going to have Hennessy with cider. It's tangy. It clashes with the flavors of the Hennessy. I'm not going to do it. But the apple juice, it just goes. This cocktail I'm drinking right now doesn't call for cider. It called for apple juice. So get them both cider holds longer so if you have it because no one, i mean everyone's different but no one's gonna just like down you know a liter of apple cider in a day and a half but if you have it for like a couple weeks it's gonna be fine and you don't have to refrigerate it until after you open it so you definitely want to have apple juice apple cider apple cider and that also segues into having apples i mean everybody wants to go fucking apple picking y'all's motherfuckers should be eating apples anyway because they're just healthy but just have apples, have your Granny Smiths, have your Gala, have your honeycrisps. whatever you want to do. Have apples on deck. You also want to have your spices. So cinnamon, like ground cinnamon, but also cinnamon sticks, vanilla extract. I know this is a pipe dream for everyone to have Madagascar vanilla beans. But if you have that extra money buy a jar of vanilla beans they make all the fucking difference they do I didn't buy any last year this is my first year really having some and my cocktail game is way up and more so it pays for itself because when I have to make perfect example if I have to make my pear look the pear brandy that I needed for my sangria for my mother came I had the vanilla beans already so because normally in these situations, if you don't have the specific ingredients, you're going to have to buy these extra liqueurs or extra brandies. But if you have them at home one day, you can make the shit. So if I have cinnamon sticks and I have ground cinnamon, if I have vanilla extract, vanilla beans, I can make some shit at home and save myself some time and money. So I know it it breaks the bank to spend 20 bucks on this little fucking jar right now. But if you don't have to make. Oh, I'm sorry, if you don't have to go out and buy these different liqueurs or different brandies because you can make it at home, you're saving money. I've already made my pear brandy and I've already made the Krupnik both. And they both have ran me 20, 30 bucks a piece just because I've had my Madagascar vanilla beans at home. So I spent 20 bucks to save 60. There you go. Um, you also need the anise stars, allspice, cloves. All these things are going to take you far. You'll be able to put these in a number of cocktails, sangrias, uh, spice-mold wine. Like the possibilities are completely endless of what you can do if you have all these on deck. Apple cider, apple juice, apples, honey, and let me not skip those too. You need honey and you need maple syrup. Because it's so fucking easy to just throw some apple cider, maple syrup, and bourbon and make a cocktail. Put that shit in a flask and you out at these bonfires having a grand old fucking time. You out there tailgating, kicking it. So definitely you want to have these items. And aside from the Madagascar vanilla beans, all of them are pretty economical to buy. And if you're listening and say you know what i already have ground cinnamon at home check the expiration date because i've been guilty of that shit too where you've had the fucking cinnamon because you just had cinnamon and you've always had cinnamon but you really don't recall the last time you went out and you bought said cinnamon check that fucking expiration date because you may have moved three separate times and brought the same uh little fucking thing of cinnamon with you and now all of a sudden this cinnamon is older than you know your oldest niece Check that shit out. Make sure it's fresh. Make sure it was, you know, bought in the last year. <laughs> Don't just think, I got cinnamon. And then you try to shake it and it's like a brick. That's that's weird. We're not we're not doing that. Um but once again, um, I'm rambling a bit. Not to to be honest as well, I I took a really gnarly nap today too, so I'm like napped and boozed up and but I have to give y'all what y'all need. Um, but all these items are going to really just elevate your cocktail game. I feel like it's just, it's just easier for fall cocktails. It is. And I'm also going to get into more wines later, but you can just throw all this shit together and it just tastes good. It just feels good. And it just tastes like a crisp fall evening. And if you can't get all of them, Hey, I get that. But if you can get, three four five of these things i've listed you're on the right track but definitely get some bourbon definitely make sure you have some ground cinnamon some cinnamon sticks like make sure you have these things and if you don't have any maple syrup in your home get some once again we're not talking about ancient my Miss butter's buttersworth that algala uh, whatever the fuck's corn syrup shit my mom uses on her pancakes some grade a amber maple syrup just do it and then once you get all those parties pop it now Kanye okay for those who don't know I've had to disconnect from Kanye from some time now and not just because of the slavery is a choice maga had nonsense even though that's enough to disconnect from anyone but now But how he just about, I don't know. And even how he just bitched up about Jay-Z and the Empress. And I've gone into detail about that in previous episodes. But now, like, he's super crossed the line. He has forced me into defending a Kardashian. Like I don't defend these females at all for anything. Like I I don't, I can't, you know, you can't gain a profit from being a copycat of what is black women culture, everything that is indigenous to black women. You took and you raped and you pillaged and you've made a fucking conglomerate off of it without giving props. No, I'm not okay with that. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry um but at this point i'm kind of like team kim i guess so long story short our beloved talented kanye west married a kardashian whatever but he also supported her in her voyeuristic activities like really supported her in what she was doing before him um for those who do not know kim kardashian in 2002 made a sex tape with ray j i mean yeah fucking ray j and it's like you hear shit like that like oh yeah she had sex with ray j and i'm like fucking fucking ray j andy's brush straight from the east side and that's how i ride here's another one ray j tell them where you from huh? fucking ray j corny corniest motherfucker on the planet and so <laughs> wait a minute i'm sorry this song does go hard though so oh okay ray j had a few bops but anyway so they made this less than stellar sex tape and after that her and her crew crew with the k made a fucking fortune off of that and off of that i mean off of that sex tape shows babies cosmetics with the k clothes with the k i mean you get the point now kanye who's forever in sean carter's shadow decided since his big brother married the empress an exalted ruler of everything beyonce he decided that he would be just as respected if he married a woman who was just as known and wealthy as her which was kim kardashian dm me if you disagree please do because i'm full of foul cocktails and apple cider vinegar and cheese so we can fucking argue i i firmly wholeheartedly believe that he was like you know what kim is coming up she got this, she got this, she got this. Jay-Z's with Beyonce. If I get with Kim, we can like be this whole power quadruple, you know, group. And we can just take over everything. Yeah, but Beyonce ain't going. She not. And it went the exact opposite way that he was thinking. And since he's married her, there's been a negative correlation between his fortune music and public image meaning once he became a kardashian he became crap with the k i mean honestly they started dating in 2012 and when was when was his last real good-ass album because I, i i'll wait i'll wait Because you can't count Watch the Throne because that came in with Jay-Z. So that wasn't his own solo album. So I'm guessing it was Dark Twisted Fantasy and that came out with 2010. And I'm not going to lie. It, it was on the spectrum of Kanye albums. It was on the lesser end. It was like a C plus, B minus rated album. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute! I forgot. If I pay this, he gets like a, some money. Fuck him. Anyway, so that came out in like 2010. If you give it to Watch the Throne, that came out with 2011. And what? There was Jesus, and Jesus had like what two songs? And after that, I mean, honestly, it's been straight trash. Because if you have two or three songs on a full project that's okay or good, and the rest is garbage, the project itself is trash. I'm going to go ahead and say it. And I think my standards for Kanye are so high is because he's had, you know, when you had, when you drop your first four albums and three out of the four are, are instant fucking classics, like hardcore classic albums, you can't put out albums where you just have two or three songs are okay. And that's what's been happening since he became a Kardashian and i'm not everything after everything after that it's been straight up trash and we're not going to even get into his other fuckery the maga hat all that bullshit uh that uh david koresh jim jones sunday service a lot of you motherfuckers are getting into and falling for the trap i'm not doing that him being p- bipolar conveniently Out of nowhere, when he gets backlash for saying dumb shit, now all of a sudden you want to blame mental illness, which is a fucking cop out. And it's kind of insulting. Not going to do any of that. I say that to say this. This man married a woman who got famous off of a sex tape. He said it himself. That his girl became famous off of a home movie. Out of it. His words. I'm not playing the fucking clip because I don't like finding it. But (laughs) you all have heard. You know what? You you came here for the culture. I'm going to give you the culture. So he's been lauding her sexuality off the rip. You know, like, he changed up her swag a little bit. Still put her in equally revealing clothes. He was behind her in her, her numerous nude shoots. He put that godforsaken, terrible fucking fur bikini on her weird fucking surgically altered body. And has gone on publicly and said she, he loves to see her naked. He loves her. Whatever. Whatever. That's that woman's husband. That's their marriage. Rock on. Fucking sir. But I say that to say the fact that he, this man knew who he married. He knew who he married and then supported... Who she was throughout the beginning of their marriage and through their children as well. And now, all of a sudden, he's lost his fucking mind. He's throwing this cult with the K. Got motherfuckers wearing uh, Cortez's, drinking Kool Aid. And you all are going for it. And now all of a sudden he's been enlightened and he doesn't want his wife and mother of his children to wear revealing clothing. So to get to the premise of it all, because some of you, it may, it may have passed, you may have forgotten. So let's get down to exactly what took place. So he decided to say this. I didn't realize that that was affecting like my soul and my spirit yeah. as someone that's married and loved and the father of like now about to be four kids. Corsets, like that's a so formal underwear, is hot. It's like it's hot for a So, like the night before the event, you're gonna come in here and say that you're not into a corset, but. Give me really bad anxiety. What are, you, what are you talking about? Why is that giving you anxiety to say that? Because you knew last night that. I was having really bad anxiety and I don't need any more negative energy for you to now say that you're not into me wearing a tight you dress. You are my wife and it affects me when pictures are too sexy. And you built me up to have be this like sexy person and confidence and all this stuff. Yes. And just because you're on a journey and you're on your transformation doesn't mean that I'm in the right I'm in the same spot with you. No. Okay, all right. So all right, all right, cool. And now he walks out. So this is how it went down. This is the night before the Met Gala, and the Met Gala is the premier fashion fashion night like in the industry, like that's it. And this woman picked out her dress when all that went through all this shit, maybe like a year before, because that's pretty much how it is with these big events. And I'm pretty sure she's talked about what she was going to wear, concepts with him, the whole shebang. And he waits until her dress is done, everything is done, the night before the biggest fashion night of the year. And tells her he doesn't think what she's wearing is appropriate because she's his wife. Just because you're losing your shit does not mean that I'm going to go ahead and just follow you down that motherfucking track. Like that woman was so spot on and how she first of all, it was super fucking awkward because if you see the clip, it's like them in a room full of people, not just the cameras, but I think it was like three or four of the people there. super fucking weird. But she's like keeping it a buck with him. Like you're changing and, and this motherfucker is, is going to the, the Met wearing Dickies now and shit. And I personally believe that Kanye ever since Virgil Abloh just blew the fuck up with Louis Vuitton and is becoming heralded in the fashion industry and no one gives Kanye any fucking respect he's just trying to be like anti-fashion and I that's why he wears those bullshit ass clothes and he charges these exorbitant prices for them and he is throwing a fucking temper tantrum and when him and Kim first got together people still looked at her as a reality star she couldn't buy a ticket to the fucking Met the first time she went to the Met was with him as a plus one she wasn't even there on her own and now she's able to go as her own person and now he's saying what she's wearing wasn't even appropriate and if you look at what she was wearing considering we didn't see this naked it was actually pretty conservative it wasn't that bad it really wasn't and for him to say that shit the night before though that's sabotage And now he's going from just like a double agent. Or not even double agent. He's a fucking spy. And now he's chauvinistic as well. Just because you're losing your shit. Like you can't change people. You cannot. You can't meet someone who's smoking crack. Who's a straight fucking whole ass crackhead. And then a year later go. You know what? I don't like you smoking crack. This is how you met me. He met her. The way she was, there was no secret, loved it, loved it, loved it. And now all of a sudden, now it's not, you know, conducive to him and his his environment because now he's selling this Sunday service shit and to cram this cult shit down motherfucker's throats when you have to believe it and believe his dogma, you got to believe that his wife is going along with him too. That's why she's got to wear his fucking ugly ass clothes. the fact that you all haven't officially canceled kanye with the k is just it's beyond me. Like he's been canceled to me a long time ago, but like this was like this is a lot. I hate I hate that shit. I I'm, I feel very strongly about women and being empowered and being your own person just because you're married doesn't mean you have to automatically become who your partner is. Especially when you're old enough and you get married and you were your own person and you've cultivated your own identity Before you met your partner. Why should you have to all of a sudden fucking conform? More importantly, why would you conform when you were applauded for years? It wasn't just like he was happy. She was half naked before they had children. They had multiple children when she was dressing all fucking crazy and shit. He was still loving that. Women, if you're out here dating a man. Or if you're dating anyone and you see that change and they're wanting you to do a complete 180 of who you are at your core. You don't need that. I mean, it's their marriage. And whatever works for them, that's fine. But when you put that shit out for public consumption, we all got to fucking say. That's just it. So. And. I was getting DMs about this clip and people saying, oh, well, you know, Kanye, and man, you know, give him a chance. Fuck that. Why should we give him a chance? Why do we need to defend him? Kanye don't care about nobody. Kanye don't care about us. He don't care about nobody. Kanye cares about Kanye. Kanye cares with a K about Kanye. So we should stop defending. It, it would shock you how many men come to bat. For Kanye and his fuckery, like all of that, that whole setup of him telling his wife—that's all wrong. That's there's nothing right or redeeming about that fucking shit. You knew she was going to the Met nine months ago. You can tell her, hey, I, I would want to, you know, we're gonna go, and we want you to dress more conservatively. You gonna do this shit the night before? The night before? Nah, bro. I'm not going with that. With that being said, be who you want to be. As long as it's, you know, productive and positive for you, do that fucking shit. Do that. That's like if I met my husband and he tells me tomorrow, you know, I don't like you when you dye your hair. I don't like blonde hair. I don't like it. I think you should change it up. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? For real? Now? Now? But, fuck him, Kanye, fuck him, and I will try to be more consistent with the episodes, but I've always said this, you know, when it's slow, when there's nothing really going on pop culture-wise to really discuss... I'm not going to fake it. I'm not just going to get on the podcast just to ramble and talk about bullshit. Like, hey, I had some avocado toast today. That does nothing for no one. You don't want to waste your time hearing that shit. And I don't want to waste my time talking about shit. I want to give you quality. So I hope that if I'm not giving you consistent weekly episodes, then you can at least appreciate that I'm holding out to give you a decent topic to discuss. And as always, if there's any questions, concerns, any requests, Email me at cocktailsandculture underscore at gmail.com. DM me at cocktailsandculture underscore on the Instagram page. Let me know your thoughts. If you want a specific cocktail you want to get made, if you have questions about a cocktail you're thinking about making, if you want me to discuss a specific topic on the Instagram page, let me know. Sorry. Or if you want me to discuss a specific topic on the podcast, let me know. I am here for all that. I'm over 800 followers right now. I still am so happy and so appreciative of the support that I continue to get from everyone. So keep that energy going. And I am going to continue to give you content, whether it be uh, the podcast or the page or the stories, whatever it is, you're going to get something out of me. Um, So I hope everyone has a great week. And even if your week is shit, I hope you will be able to make a really great cocktail and. Get the fuck through it, have fun with the culture, and enjoy the cocktails.